This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. This is a production of ITM Media. Good day to everyone listening out there on in the listening to rambling about racing. I almost said in the marbles there out of pure just what is it called? I don't even know what it's called. Uh Repetitiveness, habit, habit, habit. habit. had a pure mm-hmm. habit right there. We got a very special show in store for you today. We got Charlie Herkus. I'm Matt Beamer here as always, and we're joined now by Austin Reeves, who is one of Charlie's crew members there for his Cup Light team. Austin, welcome to the show. How you doing, man? Doing pretty good. Uh, thanks for finally having me on the show. I've watched you all the time, listen to you. Appreciate uh, it. Is my favorite day. Wake up, get my coffee, check Twitter. Uh, you got the podcast posted, and I'll start listening. Yeah, we uh, usually do it uh, no later than Thursdays, uh, and you could definitely catch us on Burns Radio if you don't catch us on your regular podcast platform. And for anybody else out there, that is the way to go as well. Charlie's having a little bit of technical difficulties. I, yeah, he's never had this problem before, and now all of a sudden we, we throw a wrench in the system, and he's having all these technical difficulties. Is this normal for Charlie? Hell, hell it might be me. I might need to quit helping him on his race car. He might finish her damn race. <laughs> So so you're blaming yourself for the issues that I uh, uh, Yes. <laughs> and Charlie's finally back on here. Quit playing with all the wires, Charlie. How's it going, man? <laughs> man, it's going. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. No? Well, so. it's just one of those things. Um, if you are listening to today's episode and you're trying to compare it to the YouTube live episode we did, it's obviously very different because that show was just – I don't know what trash. it was. It was trash. It was 100% trash. So what we're doing is... I'd rather you hear me than not see me. So Yeah, I'd rather hear you and not see you as well. Not necessarily in a bad way, Charlie, right there. I hope all is well out there for everybody listening to us this week on Rambling About Racing. We've got a great show in store for you today. Like we said, Austin Reeves joining us. We're going to talk, be talking to, about the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix for Formula One. And NASCAR races from CODA. But first and foremost, we have our question of the week. And it should be fun hearing Austin's input on this. Uh, question of the week, Charlie, you want to take it from last yeah. week? So question of the week from last week was, if there was to be another manufacturer try to make their way into NASCAR, other than Dodge, because we all figured Dodge would be the next one to try and come back into NASCAR, because we feel like there, you know, there's already rumors or speculations about them trying to do so in the near future. Um, especially with this next-gen car and stuff like that. Excluding Dodge, what manufacturer do you feel would be the next one to try and make their way into NASCAR? And to add on to that, what series do you think they would make their way into? All right, that's a very solid question. I'm going to leave it up to our guest here, Austin. Austin, you want to? Who, who do you speculate will be the next manufacturer in NASCAR, and in what series will they be in? Uh, well, he took Dodge out, and I called him right after he said that last week, and I was like, what? You know, what are the manufacturers talking about? I'd go with BMW. 
I don't Ooh. know why. It's, that's just the first one that pops in my mind. You no, know, I didn't think about BMW. Uh, I don't think nice. they would necessarily have a truck series or make it in the truck series, but I'd say they'd probably start the Xfinity series and see how it goes and then work up to Cup series. I mean, that BMW is one of those things we I, I never thought of either, Charlie. That's an interesting thing. Bulgarian Motor Works right there. Get a foreign, another foreign car in, at least from the European continent. Charlie, what about you? Well, it was my question, so I'm going to go to you. All right, fair enough. Well, you chastised me all last week at the end of the show about bringing Honda back on. and But, you know, there's no other manufacturer, to my opinion, that would be suited for NASCAR except Honda. And they're in the IndyCar series right now. And I have no qualms about them coming back. If not Honda, I'm going to go with, my, with a backup here, just kind of a back plan B, just in case you chastise Honda too much and say Mercedes coming okay. into NASCAR. Yeah, I mean, I could see Mercedes. I, I feel like BMW, like Austin said, I feel like BMW would probably beat Mercedes to it. Yeah, probably. Um, I, yeah, I feel like BMW is probably a more, I don't want to say popular, but probably more of a sportier car rather than the luxury car like Mercedes puts on the B, I guess. So my pick, I, I would have to say Nissan. I feel like following in Toyota's footsteps, uh, Nissan would be the, the pick to be, and they would make their way either into Cup Series, but I could see them also at the same time uh, diving right off into a Truck Series as well. All right. That, those are all three, I think, very good choices. So we got BMW. I'm going to go, I'm going to stick with Mercedes after all that and just say Mercedes and then Nissan. Nissan, Nissan. So I think those are three good choices right there. As far as the auto manufacturers possibly maybe speculating coming into NASCAR, we're not saying they're speculating coming into NASCAR, but I never said what series, and I think uh, Mercedes would probably try, start off with Xfinity. I'm going to go with Austin's answer kind of right there and say they don't really have a truck, I believe, but mm-hmm. we're going to say Xfinity series, start off in the Xfinity and see what happens. Well, good question, Charlie. Let us know what you think using hashtag what you think ITM, and I feel like I put the buggy before the horse here. We got Austin Reeves on the show, and we never – got a chance to know Austin. So, Austin, how do you know Charlie real quick, and what, what do you do for his race team? Uh, I met Charlie uh, sophomore year in high school. My dad took a job working for him or working with him. The first time I went racing with Charlie was the Rattler of 16 or 17. Somewhere he didn't right. hand me a radio. He told me I could touch his car. That's it. I could clean it. <laughs> Nothing. First time I ever hopped on a radio and was talking to him. <laughs> Before I got done talking, he bleated in and said, Austin, get off the radio. <laughs> now, what, you got to tell us that story real quick, Charlie or Austin. You got to tell us that story. It was it was a local points race at Kinston, and he had an extra radio, and I was listening. And I can't remember if he had a better drive in or drive off. And we were running down for a podium position. And Dad was spotting for him that night, and I came on and said, Hey, Charlie, it's looking good. Try this. Do this. We'll be there at the end. Oh, no. The car was shaking so hard, he was laughing. He said, Austin, get off the radio. I can't take you serious. Oh, no. Well, I mean, why, Charlie, why, can't you, why couldn't you have taken uh, Austin serious there? I don't know. It was just something about maybe the way he come over to radio that night or, or something, and I I just couldn't do it. Like, it, it just it, it hit me wrong, and... I mean, I, I just I started laughing. Like I, I don't know if I was tearing up from laughing or because Houston got in the car or, or what. But I, hell, I couldn't see where I was going at that point. I was like, you gotta get off the radio. I like unless, for, unless there's a wreck in front of me, just just shut up. <laughs> I think for the most part, when I'm around Charlie in my younger years, I was always joking around, laughing, carrying on. And then that night when I was talking to him, I was serious, straight to a T, and I think it just threw him off guard. Like, is that Austin Reeves, like, being serious for once? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That's a good story. Well, I'm glad you're here again, Austin. Sorry we didn't do that at the top of the show. Another story on the flip side. You know how me and Caroline's pretty much always got along? Yeah, I do realize how you and my wife have always gotten along there. So, not the same story with me and Austin's wife. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, this is going to be a good story right here. He just turned into my wife, so yeah, you were now, feeling and, Beyonce and girlfriend. Wait, wait Austin, yeah. is, he, is, is, is your wife the one you were with in New Orleans 
and he took a picture with her? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. We, wasn't, we wasn't in New Orleans together. I just took a picture. Oh, okay. Um, so they weren't in we, New Orleans This was together. already a picture. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we took that picture at Christmas. And, we just, and Austin it, actually dared me to put it on Facebook during yeah. Christmas. Well, and that, I didn't do that's it. a gutsy thing because when you put it on there, Charlie, I was like, I, I went up to Caroline and said, uh-oh. This you, you wouldn't believe the phone calls I got. Oh, man. Uh, I, I was about yeah. to call Charlie. It's like, is this any of my business? Should I go into this? <laughs> I mean, right, I so, don't know. So, okay. Austin's wife has never, like, liked me until recently. She never like, really warmed never up. Got, and it all started because I was spotting for Austin. So, oh, well, it hadn't started there, but this didn't help. Okay. So, I was spotting for Austin in a race in Montgomery. And we're all on top of the trailer. And there's about 15 of them on one. Yep. And so I'm trying to key up the mic and try to talk to Austin. Well, all I can hear every time I key the mic up is everybody else up there hollering. So I finally hooting and hollering and having a good time. Let go of the button and pretty much turn around and say, shut the hell up up here so I can talk to Austin. Well, about the time I turn around and say that, the person standing right in front of me is is his now wife was at the time, like his girlfriend, I think at the time, maybe yeah. his fiance at the well, time. It was, it was girlfriend. And, uh, she never really forgave me for that, but, uh, we're, we're cool now. Uh, but anyway, it was, a, it was a long, hard bridge that we had to get over together. So and, and to make matters worse, if it wasn't the next race, it was the race after I was running second. Charlie was running, running third. He was, he was running me down. I was slowly running the leader down. I had about a car, car and a half gap in, and it was hot. It, I was tired. I went off into one, got in the grass. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I jabbed on the brakes, and when that happened, the car spun out. I, I never touched like, him. I was like, well, <laughs> My damn teammate just dumped me. Like, <laughs> we're fixing to gang up on the leader and go one, two, and I just get dumped. And then as I'm rolling up the racetrack, bam! I was like, no, that was Charlie right there. And I ended up finishing, I finished fifth or something. I, I just did skip the back of his bumper with my left rear tire as I went by. And like, how I missed him, I don't know, but boy, she was mad. She thought I did dump him. <laughs> she came up to tech and the look in her eyes, she was getting ready to kill somebody. I was like, babe, what's wrong? She said, I can't, I can't, I can't say on this podcast what she said, but that freaking Charlie Herkis <laughs> ripped you, and I fixed and ripped his head off. And I was like, whoa, no, 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 because we were running so close, it looked like he gave me a shot and just spun me out. And but there, and we're best friends now. It almost sounds like we need to have her on the show as well, and have her side of the story about. You have to have a beep button like in your in your fingers. I'm not ready for it because if she's. We all edit it in post. It'll be fine. If we start bringing back up memories, uh, we're going to probably go get her riled up for a little bit. That, oh, I, well, that might. Uh, you don't want that woman riled up. Well, that uh, might be a fun episode. I might be one of those. Hey, what do we uh, got going on this well, week? Everybody has if, off. If, and if it, that's the case, then we're bringing Caroline on, and I'll get Kelsey <laughs> on, and we're just going to be like a six-way conversation well, here. don't say so. it like that. I mean, you got strong, dude. <laughs> 2022, uh, you can't say that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, true. that's awesome. Well, Austin, that's awesome. I want to hear more of these stories as the episode goes on, and if not, we'll have you back on just as a guest of the episode and talk about all those racing histories. Thanks for joining us. Now I guess it's as good as time as any to get into the Formula One race. And real quick, Austin, I know you didn't watch the Formula One race, but are you a Formula One fan? Do you follow it? Not really until I started listening to the podcast oh, well. and hearing them talk about it. So I've caught a few races, not a lot. I didn't get to catch it this weekend, but I've, I've watched a few since I started listening on podcasts and hear y'all talk about it. All right, got it. Brand, made, uh, I want Formula One to understand that. We brought them a brand new fan to Formula One, so we're reaching people. We're doing a, the show right. I wish Preston was here. He's the resident Formula One guy of the show. He, he could talk more in, in depth about what's going on, but a uh, typical status quo, I feel, Formula One race as it goes to Formula One races. We saw the heavy hitters as far as the 2022 season up there. We, Charlie Ferraris again. Charlie watched the race, right? You watched the race? Yeah, I did. You watched the race, and we saw 
again, Ferrari up there in the podium positions. Podium positions, finishing second and third. Leclerc finishing second, and Carlos Sainz finishing third. Do you think now this brand new season with the new car that F1 came out with this season is the resurgence of Ferrari right now? So I mean, that's what it's looking like so far. It's definitely they wanted closer racing, and so far they've gotten that through the first two races. Uh, same way, you know, NASCAR wanted closer racing with a next-gen car or wanted better racing. They've gotten that so far this year. Formula One's the same way. Um, now, you got your haters of it, um, and you got your people that are loving it so far. I think your people that are loving it are the Ferraris. Same way as your Haas. Your Haas is yeah, definitely loving it right now. It's with anything. You, you're going to have your people that like it and your people that you hate it. Yeah, and the people that are probably not the biggest fan of the new car right now is Mercedes with Hamilton finishing 10th, which and didn't even make it out of qualifying one. And George Russell finishing fifth, holding the banner really for that team right now, I feel, is George Russell. But man. And that's probably more or less a pride thing than it is, oh, well, why ain't I running up front like I always do? Right. Now, what, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by a pride thing? Can well, he's make- used to running up front every race. Right. I mean, heck, I know how it feels to drop out of races and not finish them, and heck, it sucks. Right. And, and I mean, he finished, and but he even said the little comment at the end, does 10th place even give us any points? Yeah. So is what he said to his team chief or, you know, Bo- Bona, Bola, whatever his name is. Total Wolf. Yeah. Do you think that is a pride thing, or do you think that's a, hey, guys, what are we doing right now? Because we had this car that was very competitive last season, almost won the championship, his eighth championship. I would like to say it's a competitive thing, but at the same time, Lewis Hamilton has ran it before. I don't think that's nothing new there. And so. I'm curious to get Austin's thought on this because – you race, and it's just one of those things I feel it's – I'm going to play devil's advocate for the first time I feel in, in the history of this show and defending Lewis Hamilton. You have a car that just won – and a team that just won their eighth Constructors' Championship last season, and now all of a sudden you're not qualifying up where you're used to qualifying. And, and it was only it's only two races in, mind you. I mean, this could have just been one of those races where nothing clicked right. But you have a car that won the Constructors' Championship last season. You have a team that's more than capable of running up there with the Ferraris and Red Bull. Austin, do you feel like, and I know you didn't watch the race, but do you feel like Lewis Hamilton's justified in Cohen? What's going on? We need to nip this in the butt now before it gets any bigger. Or do you feel like he is kind of what Charlie point is kind of like just venting a little? Uh, yes, especially if you come off a good season and you start up, you know, not running as good as you want to. Uh, definitely probably a pride thing because people are going to start asking you, hey, you were winning races last year, you're finishing good, and now you can't even drive a hot nail up a stomach. But what's going on? Right. Yeah. Well, at the same time, he also feels like the season was to- you know, ripped away from him last year. And yeah. regardless of what the F, you know, the F, FIA? FIA, whatever it's called. <laughs> F, I was going to say the F, F1, like whatever, but regardless of what their call was, um, he feels like the season was just ripped out from under him, you know, regardless of Verstappen's stats throughout the year. I mean, he was well deserving of that championship. That just brings me right back to where we are this year. He, he's, he's still probably sour off of last year, and now he's not performing this year. So it's just all bundling up. Right, and it's only race two of the season. If you guys had a problem on your cup-like team in race two of the season after finishing on the podium the first race of the season – I don't think I'll you'd be going. You know, next race. I don't next, think. You, I don't think. Episodes. But I don't think you'd be going up to Austin or the team and saying, "What's the deal with the car?" I think everything. And I'm not a driver. The closest I get is i racing. But I feel like everything's just got to kind of mesh perfectly. All the gears have got. All the cogs of the gears got to be, and the teeth have to be right there in line throughout the weekend. All the bolts tied, the T's crossed, and the I's dotted, and everything tightened down on the car to the point where nothing will fail mechanically. You don't shoot yourself in the foot. And Mercedes didn't have that problem. They had a strong car all race. Hamilton finishing 10th. I mean, the results don't show it. But at the same time, I mean, could have just been a fluke weekend? I think it was just a fluke weekend for Mercedes. And the next race they're coming up to in Australia in here in the next week, not this weekend, but next weekend, I think you're going to see Mercedes right there competing against Ferrari and Red Bull. Yeah, well, I will just definitely have to see what, what happens. Yeah, I mean, so. if it continues going on, I could see where... Hamilton can get a little more frustrated and start beating himself, start getting in his own head. But right now, I think he's more than qualified enough to take a step back, 
take a step back, take a deep breath, and then move on from there to me. And this is coming from a guy who likes cheering against Lewis Hamilton. This would probably be the equivalent of me. I dare say this would be the equivalent of Charlie going, hey, Jeff Gordon's having a bad start of the season, but he'll pick it up, you know, when he liked rooting against rooting against Jeff Gordon more so than I feel anybody. But I, that's the way I feel. I think it's I think it's just one of those things as far as what I could tell from what Lewis Hamilton did that weekend. But congratulations to Max Verstappen, Red Bull back on top, I feel, and they're winning Rays. The rest of the season is going to play out just fine there, Charlie. Yeah, had a rough start, but they, they rebounded just fine. They did, and now uh, they're right back up there in championship contention as far as driver and constructors championships. The next race, like I said, is here in the next couple of weeks in Australia. Next week, we'll give you more details on that. Charlie, before we continue on with today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our online stores at Teespring and Bonfire. There you can find the latest and greatest rambling about racing gear, such as t-shirts, hoodies, hats, pint glasses, you name it, we got it. And if we don't have it, you just tell us what you want made up and we'll make it up. And Charlie, we got a very special discount code this month. And what is that discount code? Yeah, guys, uh, go on there, enter discount code TUFF, T-U-F-F. F, tough. And what's significant about tough? That's my baby boy's name. All right. That's my dog's name. That's his dog's name. And and I tell you what, Charlie, for that, we're going to give them 20% off of all their orders from now till the end of March using discount code tough, T-U-F-F, at Teespring and Bonfire. Links will be in the podcast description below as well as a YouTube video below. Go check it out. And remember, discount code tough from now to the end of March for 20% out off your orders. where everybody could talk to. Everybody watched the NASCAR races from Circuit of America. Well, before we get into NASCAR, okay. let's cover another series, which is the Rolex. Hendrick is entering a next-gen car, modified next-gen car, into 2023 Rolex 24 at Daytona. Oh, yeah. This, this news broke a couple weeks ago, but we never really talked about it here on the show. Well, a lot of controversy from other teams in NASCAR and I only say other teams because it's, it's really only one other team. Can I guess who the team is? Who? Is it Joe Gibbs? It's an affiliate of Joe Gibbs. Is it 2311? Then I it guess. It sure is. All right. What, 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 yeah, 20- so I, I'm trying to, trying to find oh, where it, yeah. and, and they must have taken it down. I saved a piece there, but they, they must have uh, taken it down. But is that where Denny? So, yeah, Denny Hamlin went on a rant talking about, well, this just proves NASCAR is catering to Hendrick. And, you know, well, they sure didn't approach 2311 about us entering one of our cars or us being any part of entering a car, one of these cars into the Rolex 24. Denny, let's face it. Your program's nowhere near ready. You can't keep wheels on a car. You, you, you know, your best finish is coming from a driver who just started your first year with the organization. Well, I mean, or your most consistent. Let me rephrase that. No, absolutely not. You, you, you got why? Why would they not go with one of your more winningest organizations, your more dominating organizations? Let's face it, Chevrolet is probably pouring more money into one of these cars for it to run at the twenty-four and. They already got the Corvettes that run in the Le Mans, so why not Chevrolet over Toyota? Well, I'm, I'm kind of thinking here right now. Is my first question is I'm looking up here on on Twitter here to see what the lo- uh, who what manufacturers are in the in the Rolex 24 itself, and I think BMW's in it. Like, uh, it's prototype cars, as far yeah. as I know, it's prototype cars, and I wonder if Toyota is already in it though. And Chevrolet, uh, Chevrolet's not in it. That's, no, Chevrolet has a prototype Corvette that's in it. Okay, so they have a prototype Corvette, but now they're bringing in a new entry with Hendrick Motorsports. But it's it's a whole different category that's going to run. Oh, okay. Like they're they're not adding this car to a current category. Like I think this is supposed to be a whole another category of class, a whole another class category. Okay. So, just Chevrolet cars. I don't know. Like, I hadn't seen all the details. I just I just wanted to bring that up because Denny Hamlin just wanted to refer it back to NASCAR of NASCAR's catering to, well, this literally has nothing to do with NASCAR. This is a 24 hours of a monster. Yeah, this is, this has nothing to do with NASCAR. And, so, and, and maybe 
IMSA, all those guys approached Toyota and they said, we want no part of this. And then they approached yeah, Chevrolet. That, that could have very well been the case. That could have. If, if you're looking at somebody that's going to give you your best shot at winning a race like this or put together the best car for that type of race for its first year, are you going to go with a team that's in their second year in NASCAR? Or are you going to go with a team that are proven winners and have been there and well-established well and so forth? Well, then at that it's, case, why not? It's a no-brainer. Well, then at that case, why not go with the Joe Gibbs? Well, look at what they did last year compared – I mean, if, if you're doing that, though, look off look off the past few season stats. Yeah, Toyota's been dominating. I mean, they haven't they been winning, winning championships. They're not winning championships, though. They're not winning championships, but Ford – I mean, Ford and Toyota in 2020 had more wins than anybody. I mean, Chevrolet only got lucky because Chase Elliott won the final race. That was Lux it. Lux got nothing to do with it. Lux has everything to do with it, and I think Austin would okay, agree Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson is talented. He wasn't lucky. He was talented. Oh, here we go. So it's saying uh, Luck's got nothing to do with it. Okay. <laughs> then Chase Elliott's talented. Luck's got nothing to do yeah, with it. Well, touche. Charlie has a okay, Charlie see. has a, a, a very bad habit of calling me out what here. Did, what, what did Bowman say? I'd rather be lucky than good. Yeah, well, I mean, Bowman backs into, champ, uh, backs into wins all the time. I mean, he, he almost backed into a win this weekend at Coda. Uh, but yeah, he, almost, ah, he was right. And Luck's got nothing to do with it. He was right there where he needed uh, to be at the end. All right. Well, then let me. Right re- place, right time. Yeah. Well, then he I, ran. He ran yeah. top five all race. And uh, I feel like with Austin here, he's just you two are just ganging up on me now. I don't like this. I I need a backup. And I wish Preston was here. He'd be like, no, 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 don't quit. Quit picking that's on me. I, that's because I bully Preston. Too, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, I mean, I mean, you bring up a good point there. I mean, I think I was. Well, I'm not a big Chase Elliott fan. I like rooting against a guy like you do against Kyle Busch. I feel or anybody else I like. You got a point there, Charlie. Maybe, like we talked about, Toyota wasn't approached by IMSA to start up their, their own class. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. I don't know anything about the ins or outs of that, though. I just remember seeing it on Facebook, the, the announcement that they're going to go race in the 24 hours race. And will they do well? I, I, I don't think. It really matters. I think it's just more of a stunt by NASCAR, Chevrolet, and Hendrick Motorsports in particular to put NASCAR on a more global stage and more recognizable stage in motorsports. And I hope they do well. I, I'm going to definitely be pulling for them. Being I, a- I think, as far as I know, that's the only race that <clears throat> is scheduled for them to run in is the 24 Hours of Le Mans at Daytona so far. Right, and if they do well, great. So, if not, yeah, then they might run more. So, I, you know, who knows? We'll we'll see in twenty twenty three. We'll definitely have to wait and see on that one. I think it will bring more eyes to that, and that may be the whole point. And of I it. think that might be it too. I think it might be more of a stunt than an actual serious. Like, hey, we're going full in on this. I don't, I don't, I don't know if they're going to run the twenty four hours of Lamar or Sebring. I don't know if they're going to do any of that. So, we'll just have to wait and see where that. We should the, pull an all nighter and watch the whole thing. Yeah, why not? I'd, I'd like to be there at a 24-hour race just to, for 24 hours to listen to the cars around the track. I think it'd be interesting. You, you, Charlie, you wouldn't last 24 hours at a race. He drinks too much. He wouldn't last four hours. Well, he he, he lasted with the Roval, and 
I mean, he stumbled back, but he did fine. Yeah, I did start at 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you did. Every morning when hey, you were there. Hey, you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. Breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he did. That's literally what he did when we had to roll. Hey, somebody say bacon? <laughs> Yeah, I, that was that was a fun weekend though. But moving on to NASCAR now, Circuit of the America, gentlemen. Uh, Austin, I'm actually going to start off with you. What were your thoughts on Circuit of the America this year compared to last year? Uh, it was good. I, I just think that track is out of NASCAR's hands. It's, it's was it three point one miles long. I, I think it's too big for NASCAR series. I think they just need to leave that to the F1 guys. Racing was good. Uh, I think the track just is too big for them. Yeah, it is 3.426 miles long. Compared to that to the Bahrainian circuit that they just raced at here in Formula 1, it was 3.836 miles long. So you're taking a track, and we talked about this in depth last season when NASCAR raced Dakota. Charlie was there, I think, for that episode, or I don't think he was. We talked about it, though, where... This track was specifically designed for Formula One and having cars that are twice as heavy, maybe three times as heavy on the track with less power, you're not going to get the same type of racing that you do. We saw great racing all weekend from all three series, but I don't think, well, first of all, I want to get Charlie's opinion. Charlie, what do you think about Coda? Look, I enjoy road courses. I do. I enjoy watching the truck series, Xfinity series and cup series. All three race on road courses. I think it's good for the sport. You got your haters of them, whatever. But Coda's just not one that needs to be on a schedule. I said I'd give it this year with dry weather and good old college try. Well, I still failed. I still don't have a degree. I just don't feel this that track needs to be on a schedule. Now, if there was ways that they could take Coda and if there's certain corners, you know, like Watkins Glen actually has a way that they actually make it bigger. Yeah, but we boot. run the shorter version. Yeah. If there's ways that they can make Coda shorter, then, hey, I'd be all for maybe trying that next year and, and see what happens. But as it stands, Coda needs to go off the schedule. So, I mean, I will get into the individual series uh, shortly, but as it stands as a whole, it needs to go off the schedule. Yeah, and as I was saying before, I mean, this track was built for Formula One. We see cars going off the track. If Formula One does that, they're going to get a penalty. The only time NASCAR handed out penalties was through the S's. There after the front stretch in the turn one, two, I think it was three through five or something like that as far as the turns. Did it do it for me? At the end, it did. All, all, all the, the ends of the, especially the cup race were filled with who's going to win it and what's going to happen. But I feel like at the same time, I'm kind of with Charlie on this one. Coda is a, Great track for Formula One. IndyCar could race there most definitely. But for stock cars, if they're going to bring it back, they need to cut a mile off that track, I feel. They need to make a cut through specifically for NASCAR and do something. They need to reconfigure it somehow to make it more eyes on. And you can definitely increase the laps at that point. What they ran 60 something laps this, this past weekend took forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, then you could run it up to 80 laps and. I think I have a, a more interesting strategy in that race. I'm I'm all willing to keep it on the schedule though. But make it make it a shorter. If they, if they cut, make it shorter, cut a few. if they cut maybe something off. But I mean, again, I, if they if the numbers did well and the ticket sales did well this past weekend, I, I think NASCAR brought a good show in all three series. And we're going to get into that the truck series. We're going to start off with the trucks. Zane Smith winning that race over John Hunter Nemechek and a Cup Series champion in Kyle Busch. And uh, we've said it on the show many times. It's a squeaky wheel, and it never gets to grease. Cup Series drivers and lower series events such as trucks and Xfinity, especially running, taking points away, I feel, from those lower-level guys. I, I don't think we need to go too much into weeds for that, listen to past episodes on that. But that move there on the racetrack with uh, coming down to the final laps where they went three wide in there, I thought Stuart Friesen was going to have a good run and a better run. He finished ninth, but I thought he was going to be up there at least for contention of winning. But it's been a while since we've seen a non-Kyle Busch motorsports driver win, and Sam Smith did it, and congrats to him on winning that. He's a, He started second, finished first, so he, he was it was no fluke. He knows how to run around there. What do you guys think of the truck race? Truck race wasn't bad. I, I didn't get to watch it, so I've kind of went back and watched uh, highlights from the looks of it. It wasn't horrible. Pretty much just like the other two, though. 
not a whole lot going on until last few laps. It seems like everybody was pretty reserved and then just let it all hang out there at the end. That's pretty much my take on it. Yep, I, I agree. What did you think of the, the truck race there, Austin? I uh, kind of piggyback off what Charlie said. It it was a decent race, but it did, didn't really spice up to the last few going to the lap, uh, especially the last lap. They went three wide, and they all hit and tangled up, and Zane Smith ended up winning the race. Uh, that was probably the best part of the race. Um, but all, overall, it was a, it was a decent race. Yeah, it was a decent race, and I feel it, it could have been better. It could have definitely been worse. Again, it was Coda. Once they all got strung out, it seemed like once it seemed like the cautions flew perfectly there at the end of every race to me. Like right there at the end, to develop those green-white checkers and get in. Is that not typical NASCAR lately, though? Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to put it past NASCAR to put on a good show and throw a caution when there doesn't need to be one. We'll, we'll talk about more about that in the uh, cup race, I feel. Xfinity race, A.J. Allmendinger winning. No surprise there. The road course ace that we've all seen win. I've seen him win a couple times. I know Charlie has as well. Junior Motorsports not having the most spectacular day, but bringing it there at the uh, end of the race with Sam Mayer and Noah Gregson finishing fifth and fourth in that race. What do you guys think of the Xfinity race? Again, I, I feel like it was less last lackluster than than the Cup and the Truck race. I didn't, I didn't. I caught bits and pieces of it throughout the whole race. I really, if I was a betting man, I'd have bet on AJ to win. He's uh, pretty good road courses. I thought my guy Noah Gregson. I'm a huge Noah Gregson fan. I thought he was gonna win it, but I caught bits and pieces of it. I think Junior Motorsports has something cooking pretty good over there. They've been running pretty decent every race. But I, I didn't. I didn't get to catch the whole race. I only caught bits and pieces of it. But uh, it's no shock to see AJ Allmendinger go out there and win. No, it, it wasn't to me. And again, it was just a Xfinity race. Definitely, it wasn't the race of the weekend for me. It was just one of those races. It was status quo. AJ Allmendinger doing what AJ Allmendinger does best, and that's win at road courses. So the Xfinity race wasn't spectacular to me. But we get to the Cup race now. What a up and down day for track house racing. Daniel Suarez, who won stage one, had a great run. And first of all, track house racing, I have to say, I don't know about you guys, but I've became a fan of track house racing for the past few weeks with their consistency on track and now finally getting their first career victory as an organization with Ross Chastain there. And it looked like Daniel Suarez was going to be just as good running, although he had issues there throughout the rest of the race after he won stage one. But start off here first. With Austin, what do you think of the cup race? I enjoyed the last two laps the most. Really, really enjoyed the post-race interviews. Um, AJ Allmendinger said, uh, if you can look in yourself in the mirror and you know, go to sleep yourself like that, you know, that's okay. But what was it? Was it Bristol of last year when him and Austin Cedric uh, wrecked each other coming to the final lap for the championship? Of yeah. The, yeah, I know what you're talking about, the, the, the fall race there. You know, it, it just seems like when you're on the given end of it, you're smiling. But when you receive stuff like that, you're all butt hurt. You got pains in a wad. And- you know, and, and the bad part about that is, you know, yes, it was payback for the lap before. Whenever you know he did, he moved Ross Chastain out of the way. But by them two battling like that is what allowed Bowman to get up there. And if it wasn't for Bowman being allowed to get up there the way he was, Almadinger would have never got turned. It's no fault of Bowman's. I mean, he was racing for a win there too. Uh, but when Chastain moved Dinger out the way, it shoved him up and Bowman held his ground, which is exactly what I think any of any of the three of us would have done in that situation. And it caused uh, AJ to get turned around. So, it, I mean, it is what it is. He can be mad at Ross Chastain all day long if he wants to, but – I don't think Ross lost any sleep over it. No, uh, I mean, it's, it's one to go. It's yeah. one to go. <laughs> I mean, Bo, Bo, Bowman said it best. He said, look, last lap, going to my first win, I'd have done the same stuff. He yeah. didn't say stuff, but, you know, whatever. You go, you go watch a local pro-late pro model race and tell me if they don't use the front bumper on last lap. Well, in, in talking about that, and I'm going to go off of what you guys were talking about, I mean, the, A.J. Allmendinger is an Xfinity Series driver, he comes up to the Cup Series driver for College Racing and races usually their road courses. He 
they bring in an extra car and races the road courses because AJ Allmendinger has a good shot to win at road courses, as we saw this past weekend. Now, he did move Chastain out of the way. I thought, man, that's a bummer. I thought Chastain, but it's not over till it's over. They're coming to the checkered flag. Put yourself in both driver's shoes. You would have done what Chastain would have done, but you also would have done what AJ Allmendinger would have done there in the final lap, giving it all you got, putting it out there on the track. And I think once an microphones thrown into your face after the race and saying what happened yeah you're going to say you're going to be more upset the fact that you it didn't work out and you didn't win than anything but i mean like you guys have talked Uh, about you're going to be upset sure but chastain's racing for a points championship aj almondinger is not right and you've made the argument though charlie drivers coming up that's fine it's just drivers coming down that's not really what it is what where it's at right now yeah, you got you make a good point. Chastain's racing for a championship, and AJ Allmendinger, who finished thirty third after spinning out there on the final lap, is really not in contention to win a championship at this point in the Cup Series. And and maybe one day in the next couple of years, he he'll, he'll be up there racing competitively. I think it was just one of those racing things, and it made for a great final lap, it made for a great show, and Ross Chastain getting his first career win. How about that? I, th- I think AJ got his feelings in a wad or feelings hurt because he thought he was going to go in and sweep the weekend and wanted to go and he was leading and then he gets dumped or got moved out of the way or hard racing. If he didn't get moved or didn't get dumped, he wins the Xfinity race and the cut race for college racing. That would have been something to have a shot meeting Monday morning about. Oh, yeah, I, I 100% agree on that. I, it's just one of those things for me with, I thought it was good racing, regardless if we won, if Bowman would have won, it would have been good racing. If AJ would have won, it would have, we would have felt bad for Ross Chastain and as well as with Bowman with the victory. But it was just good, raw, good, hard racing, in my opinion, especially there at the end. Throughout the course of the race, when they started to race up till stage one, stage two, the field got pretty strung out. It was just one of those things where it looked like a Formula One race to me. And then NASCAR through those costumes, especially one with Joey Logano, Kyle Larson, and Kurt Busch there. I don't know if that should have necessarily been a caution. I think it would have been good racing, but NASCAR must have seen something that we didn't. Speaking of Joey Logano, I think he spun out like four times in that race. Yeah, three or four times he spun out there. He just didn't get a grip of Coda in the in the dry right my, there. My fantasy standards took a big hit this past weekend. Yeah, if only... AJ Allmendinger would have finished third, and I feel like my fantasy standings would have been. I would have, mine would have still been all right if that would have happened. Yeah, it's just one of those things. I think on the road course, you're going to pick the heavy hitters like AJ Allmendinger and uh, I guess Chase you Elliott. Pick Ross Chastain now. Yeah, well, yeah, you got to pick Ross Chastain. I feel if anything, you got to spread them out through ten races. But looking at the finishing order here, the top ten, what kind of strikes me besides Ross Chastain doing another, having another great run is Richard Childress Racing, Austin Dillon finishing 10th, and Tyler Reddick finishing 5th. Do you guys think uh, Richard Childress Racing is on the upswing? Because as of right now... I'll answer that one now. I won't even let you finish. Tyler Reddick, yes. I think Coda, in general, threw a lot of your top hitters for a big loop this weekend, and that is what allowed Austin Dillon to get up there. I think you'll see him running his normal races come Richmond, Right, I think I think you'll see Tyler Reddick still running good next weekend, sure, but I, I think he'll he'll be right back where he normally runs, fifteen sixteenth next weekend. Yeah, what about you, Austin? You think Richard Childress is on upward swing, or is it going to be status quo next weekend in Richmond? Uh, as far as the team wise, no. Like Charlie said, I think okay. Tyler Reddick will continue to grow and get better. Uh, as far as Austin Dillon, mid and mid of the pack, I think the best he'll do. And another thing that kind of blows me away here, looking at the top ten, Christopher Bell third, Marnie Truex Jr. seventh. That's it. Toyota is, I feel like, Mercedes right now, trying to play catch up with themselves. They're not running up where they needed to, where they want to be. Looking down the running order right here, Kyle Busch finished twenty eighth, and Kurt Busch finished thirty second. Although not a traditional Joe Gibbs Racing team and affiliate of theirs, Bubba Wallace finishing thirty eighth. Denny Hamlin finished. Denny Hamlin did stay out and win a stage, but... Yeah, Denny Hamlin won a stage, but... And Denny Hamlin ended up finishing 18th. What's the deal with Joe Gibbs Racing and Toyota? We kind of hinted on this in the past few weeks here. Joe Gibbs Racing just not clicking on all cylinders here. No, not at all. You know, Kyle Busch can gripe him on all he wants to, 
but he is the best running Gibbs car, and he has ran up front and led laps. He just doesn't have the finishes to show for it. Whether that be he gets tied up in a wreck or whatever, yes, he's complaining a lot, but that car has been good to him so far. He He's ran very, very good. He just can't quite finish it off just yet. No, and there's something about Toyota right now. It's just not sitting well with me, and whether it be the Gen 7 car or something like that, I feel like Toyota's struggling more so than they normally have struggled. And, I mean, there are only six Toyotas in the field with 2311 and Joe Gibbs racing. If the team messes up or the organization messes up, it's very obvious on the results here of the race because it's all red towards the bottom of the race, except for, towards the bottom of the standings, with the exception of two in the top 10. We're used to seeing top 10 dominated by Toyota, but Chevy's having a good run. Eric Jones finishing ninth. And of course, Trackhouse Racing winning the. Uh, what were you guys' overall? I mean, I know the end was good, but regardless of the, what you feel about the race weekend as a whole, Coda stay or go and i think we've talked about that we're just gonna one more time here charlie says go austin says go i believe right and yeah. I, I said it could stay if they reconfigure it to maybe yeah, cut off of- that, that'd be the only ways it, the only way for me that it stays is if right. they shorten it to I, i'd almost say shorten it 2.4 two and a half mile road course more yeah. of a watkins Glen length track right I think we'll just have to wait and see on that. I'm, I have a feeling it's not going to happen, like I said. No, uh, it won't. It won't. But we'll, I mean, it, wor- it works for F1 and stuff like that. But, I mean, right. let's face it. F1 carries speeds of 200 mile an hour down that front stretch. And they carry speeds of over 100 mile an hour through some of these turns. Right. Now, I will say, you know, our, our speculation of going into this weekend was, will this car hold up? The car held up great. You know, we didn't see a lot of transactional issues. Didn't see a whole lot of that at all, if any. You know, didn't see that we only saw one lug nut issue. And that really brings me back to, is it really the single lug nut that's the issue? Or is it the fact that teams just aren't getting these things tight? Well, then at that point, I feel like it would be a lug nut issue. No. I think think if it was a lug nut issue, you'd see – more than one car, one race. It'd be yeah. five cars, seven cars, not just yeah. one each race. Especially on a road course where it's left, right, left, right. Right, yeah. We didn't see tire issues this race, which takes me back to my setup thing with the oval tracks. Are they just getting too aggressive on the right rears? I, I think Richmond will be a big determining factor in that. we got two short track races coming up, Richmond and Martinsville. To your point, we didn't. I didn't see any tire issues. Tires blow so up as the, far as the car, was. the cars, and the suspensions, all the suspension components, they held up great. I will say this: going over the rumble strips and stuff like that, the old car we used to see get airborne a lot. These cars, we did not. They stayed pretty flat going over. Yeah, you make uh, a great point. So it, it was definitely a better road race car than last year's car. I'll give you that one hundred percent. But I, I will. I will say I, I truly do not think that it is a lug nut issue. I think that it is a pit crew issue because even with these new style rims, there's still studs that they have to match up just like with the old ones. They're, they're just very, very short studs so that the wheel sits flush and then you hit that lug nut on there. And if – I, if if they're not getting that lined up just right and they're hitting that lug nut back on there, once that car goes back out there on the track and that wheel turns just a little bit and it finally does seat, well, that's automatically going to leave that lug nut loose. And if that lug nut's spinning off at that point in time, I, I think that's where some of our lug nut issues are coming from. Yeah, so you make I, a great point. It's, it's my opinion. It, it, it might not go very far. I, I am a mechanical and electronical, or, you know, electric engineer. But this guy. <laughs> it is what it is. This guy. Oh, my gosh. Again, with the engineer, you're, you're going to be uh, called out here one day on social media, buddy. <laughs> Adobe PDF and stuff like that So miracle worker. I can print me out a certificate. Well, if you have all them certificates, uh, <laughs> why is why's your, chain, why's your chain come off? Oh, Somebody didn't oil it. <laughs> this guy. Okay, okay. We're <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one there, Austin. Okay, so before we get into our Richmond preview here. We'll find me, Danny. 
Oh boy, I'm glad I don't live in South Alabama hey, right now. Hey, the one that broke the boat off last year. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay, we're gonna have to hear that story at the end of the show here. Okay, oh, so before we get into our Richmond preview here, race of the weekend for you, gentlemen. I'm gonna start off with Charlie. What, what do you think was the race of the weekend? I, I'd have to say Cup race. I really wanted to see how these cars were going to hold up, how these transaxles were, transaxles were going to hold up, and honestly, how many people were going to uh, downshift when they were supposed to upshift. As much shifting as they were going to be doing this weekend, they got the hang of it. Uh, they're, they're good for a reason. They're where they're at for a reason. They did great. The suspension components held up. These cars are, like I said you know, just a few minutes ago, I, I believe these cars are much, much better road racing cars. Uh, you know, it really just got put in the hands of the drivers this past weekend. Yeah, you still had your AJ Allmendinger up front. He's he's definitely class of the field when it comes to road racing. Yes, Chase Elliott ran top five, top six all day long, but I just don't think they had to set up under that car. Even they said they unloaded and that car was garbage. But they they figured something out. They they still got a top ten finish out of it, I believe. We'll see what happens when they go to Sonoma. And Watkins Glen. So, all right. What about you, Austin? I, Race of the weekend. Oh no, go ahead. What? No, no, I, the car overall, though the car. The that's car. what. That's what made the race for me. It, right. The cup race for me is the car made that. Right. And Austin, what do you think? Race of the weekend. Definitely had to go to the Cup Series, uh, just because of how hard they fought with the last lap. Definitely going to go with Cup Series. Well, I'm going to go the opposite of both of you and say the Formula One race, the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, was the race of the weekend for me. We saw, at least I saw, throughout the race. It wasn't close racing. It was close racing throughout the pack. Alonzo and his teammate Ocon were having a great battle until Alonzo had overheating issues, I believe. A lot of out. cars fell lot, out of that race. A lot of cars fell out of that race at one particular point in that race. Ricardo, Botas. Alonzo fell out of the race, but it, it was one of those races for me, seeing Leclerc and Verstappen race each other, Hamilton racing for that final position there on track. I feel like it was just an overall, overall good race. Looking forward to Australia here in the next couple of weeks for those guys. So Formula One does it for me. I think for the first time really in a long time on this show, I picked Formula One. I know I picked IndyCar last weekend. But, yeah, for me, I mean, the only exciting part about the NASCAR races for me were the finishes. And even then, I mean, it was like it was still kind of status quo racing. Of course, I was kind of on the fence about Coda and road courses and more observing what the cars were going to do to your guys' point. Going to Richmond this weekend for the Xfinity and Cup Series. First impressions and, and what do we expect to see Charlie and Austin on a short track, uh, technically the second short track of the season, but the first short track they race at normally, especially here in the Gen 7 car. What are we expecting to see here? Good, hard, normal short track racing. Bumping, getting, moving people out of the way. Uh, they, they tested the cars at the Coliseum because they, they gave some hard shots. They moved people out of the way. That, to me, is short track racing. Bumping runs, stuff like that. This new car can hold up, withstand those blows. I just don't want to see tire issues. I hope they have figured it out. Yeah, 100% agree. Yeah. I just hope they got the tire situation figured out. If that happens, then it should be a hell of a race. All right. Charlie, what do you think? I personally love Richmond. I've never been to a Bristol race, but if you had to give me the option to go to Bristol or Richmond, I, I would honestly rather go see a Richmond race. Um, I've always liked Richmond track just because it's not your half-mile track. It's your three-quarter-mile track. It's different. So, looking forward to this weekend. Are, are all three series running? No, it's just the Xfinity and it's Cup Xfinity series. Xfinity and Cup. That's, yep. what, okay, that's what I that, thought. That's the only racing uh, going on this weekend. Xfinity, you're going to see your – I'll go ahead and pick it now. I, I think you're going to see uh, Gregson pull out his second win this year. Uh, Junior Motorsports has been strong. You hadn't seen, other than Gregson get wrecked, you hadn't seen him finish outside the top five all year. All right. So, Cup Series, yes. Uh, it's it's going to get back to a lot like the Coliseum. It's been pretty close racing all year long. I expect nothing nothing less at Richmond. It's just going to be a great race. I think you're going to see, you might see some Toyotas up front. Uh, I think you, you're going to see Kyle Busch up front, and you're going to see Martin Truex Jr. up front. Okay. What about you, Austin? Who do you think is going to win this weekend? Xfinity and Cup. Uh, Xfinity, definitely no Gregson. Cup, 
don't know who Chevrolet. I'm probably going to go with Kyle Larson. All right. I feel like there's a Chevy heavy group over there in South Alabama. That's just me. For the Xfinity race, and this is going to be one of those things where I feel like it might be a Toyota. We're going to, I mean, Ty Gibbs is definitely going to be, I feel, a threat over there during the Xfinity race. Yeah, NASCAR catered that race to him. They'll throw a caution or two to get him back up front. I don't think so, but I mean, Riley Herbst, hopefully, maybe he rebounds from Circuit of the Americas. Josh Berry, to your guys' point, Justin Allgaier is always a threat, to, in my opinion. Yeah, Barry would be a threat, I, I think. Yeah, de- yeah, definitely. Short tracks is yeah, his. He really likes those short tracks. bread and butter. That's, yeah. But I have to say, I mean, if I had to pick someone, it would probably be a Chevy bow tie over there on the Xfinity side. I'm going to go with Josh Barry to win that race. And for the and for the cup race, I mean, you might as well just try to make it like who who's better at the short tracks. I mean, your Martin Truex Juniors are definitely come to mind there in the Toyotas. But if I had to pick someone, I think it's we're going to see another first-time winner this season, and I think it might be, if it's anybody, Daniel Suarez. Daniel Suarez is having a great run. Trackhouse is having a great run. You can't count out Tyler Reddick. There are a lot- I, I, I would say Tyler Reddick. I, I, you know, I like your pick with Daniel Suarez. I just don't think short track is where it's at for him just yet. No, and I don't yeah, think so either. His time is coming, but I, I don't think it's going to be. I, I think his time is going to be this year. But oh, oh, sure, yeah. But then also we have Brad Keselowski. He's won at that track before, and he needs. He's got to win. Oh, he, he God, definitely, he's got to win. He definitely, That's his only hope this year. Yep. The Richard Petty cars and Eric Jones and, and Ty Dillon are running very well. Stuart Haas Racing is hit or miss right now. I feel like they don't have the consistency. I know Briscoe's already locked in, but it would be nice to see a Eric Almirola win. I, I think what I'm it though? I mean, maybe a who who is the other Briscoe? Not Harvick, but a Custer. Cole Custer. Custer. I, yeah, maybe a Cole Custer. Maybe, you but know. I'm, I'm going to have to. I know I'm beating around the bush here, but I'm going to have to stick with one here. I'm going to say Martin Truex Jr. gets it done at Richmond this weekend. He's, he's been short cat, uh, short track king yeah. here, here lately. So I think he gets the monkey off his back. I think Joe Gibbs from there has great success going down the road. I think this might be the uh, genesis of the, the rest of the uh, 2022 season for them. All right, so we got yeah, yeah we, they got a grill on their back. Okay, we're just going to run over real quick here when the races are this weekend. It's just going to be Xfinity and Cup for Richmond. Xfinity Series is going to be racing at Richmond Saturday, April 2nd, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1. And the Cup Series will take to the track Sunday, April 3rd at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fox. We're going to see a little day-to-night transaction there at the Richmond Speedway. Anything else, gentlemen, before we go into our final thoughts here? Nope, I'm good. Good, good nope. luck to Charlie this weekend. Oh, yeah, and best of luck to Charlie. Charlie, when's your race come on this weekend? Sure. You know, when does your race start this weekend? Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to. Yeah, the race starts at 7. I don't know what order okay. that I'll That's all I'll you needed race. to say. That's all you needed to say. Watch- uh, you were asking for a specific time, and I didn't know. Okay, well, follow. make sure to go follow Rambling about racing on all social media platforms. We'll let you know when Charlie Herkus takes her to track in his Cup Light Series there at South Alabama Speedway. Before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our partnership with Fanatics. Fanatics is a proud sponsor of Burns Radio, which we here at Rambling About Racing are a proud affiliate with. Fanatics, you can find all your latest and greatest NASCAR gears to get you ready for this coming up season, such as t-shirts, hoodies, hats, diecasts, and so much more. But you don't only have to stop in there and buy NASCAR gear. I get all my latest and greatest Washington Capitals gear from there. Yeah, not only do you get hockey gear and stuff like that, I go in there, where I get all my Alabama Crimson Tide gear. Yeah, that's right. Roll Tide, man. It's a one-stop shop for all your sports gear needs, no matter what sports you're interested in. All purchases help out. Burns Radio bring you latest and greatest content and keep us on the air to bring you guys that content through the radio. If you head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under our Partners tab, there you will find the link to Fanatics. Take you right there. Go do your shopping there for this upcoming racing season or for whatever sports you want. Go check them out. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go, one lap right here. All right, Charlie Herc is uh, ever the clown here on Rambling About Racing, just trying to make make it more interesting, I guess, here. 
But now we get into our final thoughts here after uh, a lengthy talk about Coda and Richmond coming up here. Appreciate Austin again for being on the show. Fantasy standings here, the rambling about racing fantasy standings. And real quick, Austin, do you participate in this at all? No, I, I was going to. Um, I talked to Charlie about it, and he said I should give it a shot, but I missed the missed the deadline. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll, de- I'll definitely do it next year. All right. Well, definitely love to it's have you. It's not too late to suck. Yeah, I mean, it's not too late to get your name in the hat, I guess. I mean, you're it's only – It's not too late to lose. Yeah, true. You might be finishing dead last there, but you never know. That's what Matt did last year, so. Yeah, pretty much. I, I didn't win. Let's say that. Okay, I go, didn't either. Yeah, going down the fantasy things here, Chuck 8384 still. Obviously, even if we do win, we can't keep the card. No, you can't keep the card. I don't know who made that stupid rule. I made the stupid rule. Because I'm winning right now, and by gosh, I'm going to keep the card. Well, then you're paying yourself, man, because that's not the way it works. Whatever. Okay, so <laughs> fantasy the standings for rambling about racing. Chuck 8384 still in the lead. Summer's racing second. B Nun three is in third. I'm in fourth. SMR R&D is in fifth. SMR Operations sixth, who is Preston. Matt Camper is seventh. S Blades eighth. Super Sumo 32 is ninth. Smoking Woody 10th. Z Cleave 7 is 11th. And 43andMe is 12th. And again, that's for the $100 Amazon gift card of the year. We'll definitely like to see Austin racing and participating in that fantasy league next season. And now we're going to get. I could buy two or three different fuel scents with. The $100 Amazon gift card. Well, I guess what? You're not eligible, so you're just going to have to buy it. My, my cherry bomb one to be here tomorrow. That's good. Snot cherries. <laughs> oh, you're going to have to tell me more about that, Austin. When, the one, uh, when it the comes one last it. year was the one last year smelled like orange dreamsicle. Yeah, yeah dreamsicle. Oh, it gosh. Was. Let me tell you. So you pour it in your fuel. Yeah. It's, it's a fuel additive. And yeah, it, makes, there. it makes you feel. Smell a certain way. We used to I, have, the only reason why I did it is just to mess with everybody else in my class to make them think I was running something I wasn't supposed to be running. Okay. Yeah, because because if you run alcohol in those cars and you get behind them, you start crying. Yeah, because I I've been behind some people and like my eyes just start pouring water. I like guess tears. Like, under caution, you, you're 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 damn near taking like, your helmet off doing yeah. that with your eyes. It's it's bad. I never knew so, that. I appreciate yeah, it. I appreciate I the insight. Uh, nitromethane or whatever, and I've been just crying because no, yeah. my eyes my eyes were burning or whatever. I started running a fuel additive last year, made my fuel or made my exhaust smell uh, like orange dreamsicle. Okay. So now I got some stuff that'll be here tomorrow for this weekend for the first points race that'll make it smell like uh, cherries. So it's going to be fun. It will be fun. I can't wait for it. This week in NASCAR, March 28th, 1964, David Pearson wills his Conan Owens Dodge to victory in the 100-mile race at Greenville Pickens Speedway. Dick Hutcherson, making his first NASCAR Grand National start, wins the pole. Hutcherson leads the first 60 laps, but his day is foiled by a wheel problem, much like Bubba Wallace was here at Circuit of the Americas this past weekend. And that was my joke of the day. A joke of the week right there. And now for, uh, well, here's our question of the week. Yeah, let's hear the question of the week before we wrap it up here. What NASCAR team would you expect or what do you think would be the first team to leave the Cup Series and drop down a series to either the Xfinity Series or the Truck Series and solely focus on that for championship? And the only reason why I ask that is because of how well Austin Hill is running for RCR in the Xfinity Series. Okay. He's running very good so far. I think he's already got a win under his belt. Did he not win Daytona? I think he won Daytona. He won Daytona. You know, but RCR, sure, you got Tyler Reddick running good in the Cup Series. That's really it. He's their bread and butter, in my opinion. So what Cup Series team do you think would be the first one to be like, you know what, guys? Enough's enough. Let's let's drop down a series and run the Xfinity series for championships, and let's just let's just lead the Cup series altogether. I can live with that question, and um, definitely answer the question using hashtag What You Think ITM on all social media platforms, and we'll definitely read those off should we get any responses. Austin, thank you for being on the show, man. Really do appreciate it. I'd like to have you on more. I'd like to hear your wife's side of the. 
the the Charlie incident. I that would I think that would be funny. Great show that would be. And Charlie, thanks again as always for being on there, gentlemen. Anything else before we wrap up this week's episode? Nope, I'm good, buddy. I'm good too. All right, gentlemen. Well, I have nothing else too. And with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. Thank you so much for tuning in to us this week here at Rambling About Racing. Make sure to follow Rambling About Racing on all social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube for the latest and greatest of not only the world of auto racing but what's going on here with us. All those links can be found at ramblingaboutracing.com I'd like to thank our partners for the show Stand Up to Cancer and Fanatics for all they do not only for us here at the show but for what they do for Burns Radio as well for Charlie Herkus, Chuck8384 on Twitter I'm Matt Beamer M22 M Beamer 22 on Twitter and Austin Reeves thank you for showing up to the show stay safe and we'll see you to recap Richmond Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors.